Network, not riding down gobbledygook. Christian Arkan. We let the hippie in here. Christian and King. Weekdays, noon to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. And streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arkan and Tom King. Number two here, it's Christian and King, ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us today. Arkan here, Tom King over there. Um, Can you believe how cold it was this morning? No. I was very cold this morning. That was just humble. I mean, the temperature on my phone said one degree up here. One degree. It's intense. You know, I mean, I've never seen it go... I mean, the, the first time I was really cold was a month ago when I stood outside Stella Stadium to do some interviews for the Thanksgiving Day uh, preview stuff, you know, or Thanksgiving Eve preview stuff or right. feature stuff and everything else. And I didn't have gloves on and my hands were, were just ice cold when I got home. That was a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. But we didn't have really, you know, sub-zero weather or anything like that. So it wasn't that bad. I've never seen it go from late fall or because it's still until tomorrow it's still technically fall from autumn or from in other words we didn't ease into winter we got slammed you know mm-hmm. we've had i mean you know ever since the first week in december the temperatures plummeted and we've been you know dealing with winter weather ever since except for sunday when the temperatures you know shot up and now they were right back down again that's a that had to be sunday from sunday morning Mid mid to late morning to today, that'd be like a 50-degree swing. That's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, I mean, but we've really been hit with winter uh, a lot earlier than we normally are. Normally get it. I feel like I'm at the North Pole. Yeah, it's pretty chilly. Uh, speaking of winter, the two winter sports, two winter teams back in action tonight. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about the Bruins and the Celtics. The Bruins at home. To close out this three-game homestand, uh, they're taking on the Islanders and the Celtics in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Hmm. Excuse me. I <clears throat> Memphis Grizzlies will give them a hard time. Well, they've not given anyone a hard no, time. No, not lately, but they're still not as bad as we – I mean, we went through that yesterday. So, but I don't know. I mean, it's once you get into this time of year, these games are – you, you lose track of, okay, how are we doing, you know? Yeah. And, you know, then when we get into January, then I think you start to pay more attention to it because then you have only four, you have probably six or seven weeks before the trade deadline. That's when everything starts to get heated up is right before the, you know, a month before yeah, the trade deadline. Yeah, probably right before then. Yeah. I'm starting to think with the Celtics at least, <clears throat> we can keep waiting for that big trade. I'm not waiting for a trade. Or, you know, that getting that guy or that big move or whatever it is, you know, you just to compete you want, right you now. You want Yoki Mo? You can have him? No, I don't want Yoki You sure you don't want him? I'll take him. You, you love it here. I'm starting <laughs> to feel like the Celtics at this point are better off just holding on to everybody, holding on to their assets, and trying to, you know, hope they get that guy. Draft their way out of it. Dominate in the 2020s. I mean, just move on, you know. Draft not, their way out of it. These next four years, the end of LeBron and the Warriors, however long they stay together, 
There's no point in trying to build a, you know, you're not going to build anything in Boston that's going to compete with either of them, you know? True. Wait for that Wait for that to be over with and hope that Jalen Brown and Smart and whoever you draft with these other picks from Brooklyn end up turning into something, and that's kind of the best you can hope for, isn't it? You know, I mean, what what's the point of trying to trade for DeMarcus Cousins right now? Oh, God, you don't want him right now. Or James Harden, even. You trade for James Harden, you have James Harden on your team. So what? True. You know, honestly, like, what? what's the... I don't. I just kind of don't understand what the point is. It's not like it's a financial incentive because they sell enough tickets, right? You know, so they don't have that issue, and that believe me, business plays a part in that. So, uh, I, you know, I, 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 I agree. I agree with you in a way. That's what I hate about the NBA. Ugh. It's just like, ugh. especially right now, you know. It's just like, oh, God, you get the dominant players, and it, and it's just, you know, it's just, ugh. you know, boring. Boring for the rest of them. Do you know the Celtics play rock, paper, scissors to decide who gets the ball? You ever seen them doing it? No. They're playing rock, paper, scissors on the in the huddles and stuff? Brad Stevens talked about it. He said it's an important part of the end of the game. To decide who gets the ball in terms of... When we come of... into the huddle and decide who we're drawing up a play for, we do rock, paper, scissors first, and obviously you have to have multiple rock, paper, scissors games going on to get to the final. We bracket that out, and then by the time about one minute is on the clock, I come in and ask who won, and then we draw up a play, and that's who it's for. I can't tell if he's kidding or not. Oh, he's got to be kidding. He's got to be kidding. He's got to be kidding. <laughs> you got to be kidding. Somebody must have asked him, why'd you go to this guy or why'd you go to that guy? They did it to decide who was going to shoot the technical foul. No, that's fine. Isaiah Thomas. That's all right, that's fine. Yeah. You know? That's <laughs> good Lord. You can't be doing that for a play, inbounds play. They can't be. You know, suppose some bricklayer on that team gets a you know, gets the get you know, wins it. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't happen. They can't. Not if it's a close game. You're trying to win a game in the NBA, rock, paper, scissors shouldn't enter into it. If it does, that's a <laughs> <laughs> That's a national story. This is reported as a quote by Chris Forsberg. He doesn't say Stevens, with a wink and a nod, or with his tongue firmly in cheek, said it's an important part of the end of the game. Like, it's being reported like something, you, you know? Like, I can see Popovich saying that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, I can see Popovich saying that to be a wise-ass. but I mean, Right. I didn't realize yeah. Brad Stevens was a wise-ass. Yeah. I like Brad Stevens. You do? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I think he's doing his best. Uh, I think he's a good coach. I think he gets the most out of his players. So you're changing but your I tune just, a little bit here. I, I didn't think you liked him too much last year, especially after they extended him. I like him. I don't know if he's, you know, be the greatest coach of all time forever. I think Brad Stevens, if he's smart, you know, assuming that he doesn't want to stay in Boston for the rest of his life, I could see him going back to college. You know, waiting until one of the guys, you know, from until either one of the, you know, from North Carolina or Duke or one of the big coaches one of the retire. Big, one of the major schools. Yeah, one of the major right. schools. Those guys are all old, you know. I mean, one of, they're either going to die or retire someday. Yeah, I can see him doing that, but I can also see him right now taking the money from the Celtics because he's not going to get that kind of money anywhere else. Right, probably. for the next couple of years, but it's, you know. You know, I can see that. But, I mean, Stevens is going to be committed to whatever he's doing, and I think that. You know, he's going to be committed here for as long as they're going to pay him. We don't know what the, the terms of that extension were. We never we never heard mm. for either of them. I don't I don't believe, right? I'm thinking it's somewhere in the line of around three to six years. So it's a, I think they locked him up for a while. But, I mean, at, at you know, at, at, a, at a 
for him, you know, money that he's he's all he's set for life. He's all set. Yeah. So now it's just a question of where he feels comfortable. And I think if you're Brad Stevens and you do want to go back to college, you've got to strike while the iron is hot. So the thing is, is if he's coaching back-to-back years, you know, say three years down the road, they don't have this kind of talent or they don't have enough talent and they're, and they're you know, 38 and 44 two years in a row. He's not going to be one of the top ones considered for one of those openings. Yeah. So as long as the Celtics stay relevant, he's got a shot. It's just a question of matter. It's just a question of whether the time, how the timing works, and whether or not he's really interested in going back eventually to college. If he decides, it's the same with Harbaugh mm. in reverse right. at Michigan. And if I'm Harbaugh, I don't. I, I stay. I mean, he 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 could be a god there for twenty years. I mean, yeah. and retire. You know, his parents moved there. The family all lives there. He's not coming back to the NFL anytime soon. No, I don't think so. No, he'd be foolish to do it. You know? Mm-hmm. And then once he beats Ohio State a couple times, you won't, you know, that, that all that question's going to go away. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I look at it like this with the Celtics and with Stevens and with sort of the whole thing. There's obviously going to be a mad rush for – the Eastern Conference when LeBron James retires or when he, you know, gets hurt or when whatever right. happens, happens with, with him. How old is he now? Uh, LeBron James is, I want to say, 32. 32? That's what I thought. But he's uh. an old 32, you know. He's been in the league 14 years. Right. But he came into the league as, you know, a real young guy. He's 31. So. He'll turn 32 in 10 days, as a matter of okay. fact. Okay. So it's just a matter of how long he wants to play, which I bet is probably about five more years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably about five more. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm probably thinking that. Yeah. So 2021, that's probably when he'll be at least starting to trend downwards. You know, I don't see him, once he loses his lift, I don't see him being like some spot-up jump shooter, you know? Like, I don't see him as a guy that, that's going to... He's he not going to be he a, can't get If he can't drive to the basket, he, he's not going to he, suddenly right, be a three-point specialist. Yeah, he's not going to be a 15-point-a-game guy off the bench for somebody or anything like that. No, yeah. he's got to be a, he's got to be the show. He's got to put on a show. He's got to be driving to the ball and, and, and flying through the air with the greatest of ease. Right. No question about it. Mm-hmm. And there's other great players, young great players in the league right now who are sort of, you know, planting their flag this year. And some of whom who are building off of that. Russell Westbrook, what he's doing this year is unbelievable. Anthony Davis is amazing this year. The Greek kid in Milwaukee is, you know, emerging as a real – the stat sheet filler and there's a lot of guys like that i mean there's you know it's starting to it's starting to happen but it as of right now as of today in 2016 on december 20th i don't see any real future that is going to get better for the celtics if they trade all of their assets and try and you know bring in james harden or they try and bring in cousins or any of those guys you know i just thought right now it just seems pointless it seems like there's no real there's no real need to do it even if you do it then you'll have a good team for a couple of years, and then you'll be right back where you started from when LeBron and and those guys all retire. And it's like, well, okay, you had a chance maybe to put something together to prepare for that. But I'm not sure that's there now. And, I mean, I'm not talking about the guys that they stashed in Europe. I'm talking about guys like Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart and even Terry Rozier, you know, three guys in their very early 20s. Brown, who's just turned 20, and, I mean, you know, a lot of the Celtics' future is more based around what those three turn into, whether it be good players on their own or valuable 
coveted trade chips one way or another. You know, the Celtics put a lot of stock into what those three guys and the, whoever, you know, player X and Y and these. Next no, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice whether you want to win with youth or veterans. Mm. That's the that's it. That's the choice that it boils down to that. Well, who wins with youth? Nobody. Nobody wins with youth. No, but youth eventually become veterans. Right. So that what you're saying is correct. Do they want to wait? You know, they have to decide to wait. And right now, Brad Stevens is going to want to wait five years. That's the thing. You know, no. that, that's I, the, he was that's smart. He wouldn't. I wouldn't no. wait five years. <laughs> so for an uncertain future, I mean, that sucks. It's unfor- I, I feel like it's the only thing they can do. But I don't it sucks. know. I, I, I just think that the, you know, you can overthink these things and, and, and it, it warrants it in the NBA because of the way the, the league is. Mm. But. You know, Curry, right? When he came into the league. Yeah. He could shoot. Sure. And he killed. I mean, I watched him kill the Knicks. They're like, who is this guy? And this was a few years ago, right? But did anybody think he'd develop into what he developed into? I didn't. You know, nobody did. You know, or 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 they were hoping it wouldn't. And it did. You know, in terms of the opponents. You know, and it did. He developed He seemed it. like he was going to be like an 18.6 assist. Yeah, and a guy that all of a sudden player. could go off here and there right. for a 35, 40-point game, and then the rest of it was going to be, you know, right. whenever. And then all of a sudden he all became, of a, sudden he became yeah. a superstar. Yeah. Right. So, you know, see, so do the Celtics have a guy like that? I don't think so. Right? A smart Rozier or, or Brown going to do that? No. Brown's probably got the most potential out of the three of them. But Brown's a different type of player. He's not a big scorer. Doesn't look like a big scorer. He's got to be a nitty gritty guy. I think guy, he could be a scorer. Think, think think so? You can do a Curry. A, he's game? got a pretty nice jump shot, and he can drive to the basket better than Curry can. He can finish at the rim better than Curry can. Yeah. I mean, he's six foot eight, and Curry's six three. So right. I mean, so he's a different uh, type. You know. Yeah. And Curry's a spot up jump shooter, where Jalen Brown's definitely not. Right. That, you know, Brown's what well, my point he's more is. Of a slasher, my point right? is Brown's going to be in traffic a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So that's you know that's going to cut down on some of the things he can do. Just because of the nature of position, yeah. So I, I'm I don't know, you know. I I, I think that I mean the. I feel like the, if they the traded for thing, any of those guys, they could probably lose in the first round of the playoffs again anyway. Maybe go to the second round. Depends but whenever they, they'll play the Cavaliers. I mean, they want to give up those draft picks to get one of those guys, and you're not giving up anything you have right now. If they got Harden right now, I don't think they lose in the first round. They'd be the second place team to the Cavs. They and would they, probably they, be the second place and team com- to the Cavs, right? And their competitive spirit would give them the idea that maybe they can pull something off, you know. Yeah, but they can't. Even if they had James Harden, you know, if you put James Harden on this team and traded, you know, Brown and Rozier and the two draft picks. Right. But I'll tell you right now, Houston's not going to trade that. No, they're of course not. Hard. They're not going to trade. No, they're not going to trade. They're that. doing really well. Right. Well, and they also they're selling tickets. That's the thing. They got Harden. You, you you try to sell. You try to trade for a bunch of draft picks for younger players. You're not going to sell any tickets. Right. So. You know, so Maybe so you trade for Dirk. Is Dirk even playing? I don't know. Is he? I don't know. Mavericks are the worst team. In oh, basketball. no, no kidding. That's why I think Carlisle's going to get the axe pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, you know. Um, this coaching. Nowitzki's not playing. You know who is though? Steph Curry's brother, Seth Curry. Seth, Seth and Steph. Seth had fourteen points last. Seth and Steph. Yeah. Man, so. what happened to them? Well, I mean, what's, what's wrong? On the road, they're 1-13. What's wrong with Nowinski? I don't know. 
See, I didn't follow them at all. I just looked at the standings. I was shocked yesterday when we looked at the standings. I was shocked that they were that bad. I knew they were having a tough start, but I didn't think it was that bad. Coaches. He's out with an Achilles. Oh, jeez. Expected to try and return or ramp up activity later this week, though he's yet to be given a timetable for his return. Yeah, he's, he's he, sidelined indefinitely. Yeah, talk about Jan- late January, maybe. You know, that's probably it. There's be a lot of activity before he even plays on that thing. No mm. way, because he ruptures it. Well, then he's out forever. Yeah, you know. So maybe that's what's saving Carlisle is the fact he doesn't have him. But they said that Nowitzki might be back before New Year's Day. J.J. Barea, Andrew Bogut are both out with injuries too. They're trying to come back. Yep. So Carlisle has a built-in excuse there. So maybe that's why Cuban hasn't pulled the trigger on him. I guess. You know. By the way, the other day, uh, there's a video of a kid going to shake Cuban's hand. Cuban went to shake it and. Kid dabbed on him. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and then, and then uh, Cuban wiped his hands off on the kid's shirt. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. funny all around. Yeah, I enjoyed the whole thing. Cuban's still a kid, kid at heart. That's I know. Just, that's in a lot of ways. Will. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Bruins are back at it tonight too, as they take on the Islanders and Frank Vetrano. Breaking news: will not be rejoining the team tonight. Unfortunately, people thought this might be his debut. Thought he was called up. He was, but he's not going to be. He's not going to play. Yeah, right, he's he's going to be inactive. Right. So, so uh, why call him up if you're not going to? Well, I guess you call him up because they. Where are they? They home. Home against the Islanders. Ah, against uh, well, that's the other underachieving team in yes, the uh, in very the NHL much so. that was looked like they were going to be a good. You know, I mean, they got a, they won a playoff round last year. They beat yeah. Florida. Yeah, they did. Cost the Florida coach's job. That's true. <laughs> yep. But now the Florida and owners, cap there. Yeah. Now the Florida owners, Secretary of State. Or Secretary of the Army, or whatever it is. Yeah, Secretary of the Army. Yeah, yeah. Secretary of the Army. Yeah. Uh, we have the to, battle. A little different from Secretary of State. Maybe you'll draft Jimmy. What? Maybe you'll draft Jimmy. Maybe. You know? That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. For uh, Secretary of the... Uh, we have to think of a good cabinet position for Jimmy. I can't think of one right now. Oh, I don't mean draft him for, for a cabinet spot. Oh, I thought you oh, did. Oh, no. Put him out there. Put him out there on the ice. Put him out there on the... No, put him out there on the front. On the front of what? Of He's the Army? Secretary of the Army. Okay. Draft. So, Put Jimmy on the front lines. Put Jimmy right on the front lines. Okay. So just a one-person draft. That's it. Okay. Draft him. We're reinstating the draft, but just for... Just for Jimmy Murphy. Just for Jimmy Murphy. Yep. Who, by the way... He's got a hockey guy in He's physical, got a hockey Physical guy specimen. I think, you know, you send Murphy over there. ISIS sees him get off the plane with the glasses and the hair, and they say, oh, no way. Oh, they're going to be They're scared. running. They're oh, happy. yeah, exactly. Uh, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's Christian and King. You're listening to Christian and King on 1250 Manchester, ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. Nashua Soup Kitchen's one. I'm also vice president of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in 
Business Titan Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the secretary of the class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. There's no better place to watch football than Buffalo Wild Wings. Monday night, Thursday night, or all day Sunday, visit your local Buffalo Wild Wings at 8 Loudon Road in Concord or inside the Mall of New Hampshire in Manchester for the best football watching experience. While you're there, grab a Bud or Bud Light Hall Draft for only $3.49 or a Goose Island IPA for $4.99 all December long. Join the fun for Bud Light Wednesday Night Trivia at Buffalo Wild Wings where you can test your knowledge and win great prizes like ski tickets. Buffalo Wild Wings in Concord and Manchester. Wings, beer, sports. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You're welcome. Hi, my name is Jen Kaluti. My husband, Sal, and I are the owners of Embroid Me in Nashua and Embroid Me of Bedford in New Hampshire. We help companies and organizations promote themselves through embroidered apparel, screen-printed shirts, promotional products, personalized gifts, and much more. I invite you to come visit our showrooms, conveniently located at 345 Amherst Street in Nashua and our Bedford showroom at 410 South River Road. You can also visit our websites at embroidme-nashua.com or embroidme-bedford.com. My team and I look forward to helping you promote your business. Embroid Me, your promotional marketing partner. At Michelob Ultra, we know it's not just about how much you work out every day. It's about how much you work into every day, too. That's why we brew a beer for those who realize that expending calories should never come at the expense of spending time with friends. And for those who understand that just because you work out doesn't mean you can't go out. Hey, that's why we brew Michelob Ultra to have 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, and an exceptional taste. Michelob Ultra, brewed for those who go the extra mile. Enjoy responsibly. 2016 Michelob Ultra Light Beer. Anheuser-Busch St. Louis, Missouri. 95 calories, 2.6 carbs, 0.6 grams protein, 0 grams fat for 12 ounces. Rain, sleet, and snow are coming to threaten your visibility and turn your commute into a battle. But the Michelin Man is ready to protect you with Michelin Stealth Wiper Blades. Exclusive SmartFlex technology makes these blades flex to the curve of your windshield, giving you the best wipe possible and streak-free, long-lasting performance for safer driving. Winter is coming, and when it arrives, be ready. Michelin Wiper Blades. It doesn't get any clearer than this. Available at Walmart, Pet Boys, Home Depot, and other fine retailers. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. It's good. Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over, 
Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Losing our signal? You can always hear us on the TuneIn app. We are 1250 ESPN New Hampshire. New Hampshire streaming live at ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here today on this uh, cold Tuesday afternoon here in the Granite State. Warming up. Is it really? 28 degrees. Did you hear what Emmanuel Sanders said? I didn't hear what he said. What he tweeted and then said? Didn't, we, didn't he say do something yesterday we talked about? Or was yes, that, and yeah. then he doubled down on it. What did he say? Well, first he tweeted out that Malcolm Butler didn't shut him down. Right, that? we that talked about thing? that, right. Um, the tweet read, If you think Malcolm Butler shut me down, child, please, my two-year-old son, Princeton can play cover two, go watch the tape, he know better. Then, later in the day after we got off the air, he talked to James Palmer from NFL Media. And here's what he said. I know you all saw my tweet about Malcolm Butler and how no one can cover me up, Sanders said. Boy, you crazy. You're not covering me up. I have the utmost respect for Malcolm Butler. That's my guy. We talked, but hey, Malcolm Butler, you didn't play me man-to-man that game. You played me one snap man-to-man, and I, I had you on the goal. Other than that, it was cover two, so tell the truth. There are all these beat writers writing these stories that he had held me to just this amount of catches. No, he did not. I said that my two-year-old Princeton Sanders can play cover two in this league. Nobody's covered me up last night. Obviously, they played a cover two, and they tried to take me away. And they did a good job. Sanders finished the game with three catches and 48 yards. Yeah, and Logan Ryan had a pick on a pass that was intended for him. That's true. That right. did happen. Right. Now. But it wasn't Butler. It was Ryan. So Emmanuel was... Sanders really should shut the bleep up. Oh, dude, they all should. I mean, Denver played a bad game. They ought to go out and say, we played a bad game. We got beat. We didn't do what we like, needed to do. Like, why is he so concerned about Malcolm Butler shutting him down or not we, shutting him down? We didn't do what we... That's just ego. We didn't do what we needed to do, and we're going to come back stronger, and we're going to win these last two games and make the playoffs. Like, that's hey, what they be Emmanuel, saying. you know? Emmanuel. Can I call you Emmanuel? Manny. Yeah. Manu. Lel. Hey, Lel. <laughs> Lel. What are you talking about? Who cares? Yeah, really. Who I cares mean, if Malcolm Butler shut you out or not? You had three catches. Get over you it. You sucked. In that game, everybody did. Demarius Thomas had a better game than you, and he sucked too. They're all, they're all, they're all uh, just. What you are know, you doing? What are you talking about? They're all about? deflecting blame. Jesus. They all ought to. They all ought to man. You know, as they say, I hate the expression, but they all ought to man up, and they ought to say, you know, look, we lost as a team. We we didn't play well as a team, and and we're going to be better. I mean, that's what they got to do. He tweets about it, and then he goes and talks about. It. It's like. Yeah, no, it's not good. Who, who cares? Why do you care about this? If I'm Kubiak, I get that team together, and I give him a little bit of a talk. You know. Oh yeah. There's no question about it. I mean, I, I'd be fed up with that crap if I was the head coach. Like, you, you already know, I, we go over it every time. I don't want any social media. I don't want any tweets. I don't want any of that stuff. You got something to say, you say it to me, or you say it to a writer who's taking notes or whatever, but I don't want this stuff blared all over the place. Yeah, and also, Sanders, if all it takes to take you out of the game is run cover, cover two? two, you suck. Yeah, really, no <laughs> kidding, you know? Come Why on. are you bragging about that like it's a good thing? Right. Well, they played cover two. It took me out of the game. Cover two took you out of the yeah, game? Yeah, really. If you, if you can't beat coverage, then you can't beat coverage. That's, you know, that's, come on. You know, that's the thing. It'd be, it'd be better if you said Malcolm Butler beat you one-on-one. 
then you couldn't find the right place to stand in a zone. You know, that's you. That's you going to the play. You know, like, everyone knows what a cover two is. Everyone can play it, including your two-year-old son. So what the hell are you bragging about that, well, I only had three catches because I played a cover two? I thought your son could play a cover two. Well, you know what? If I'm Gary Kubiak, I walk by Emmanuel Sanders' locker and say, hey, man, you know what? Bring your, bring your two-year-old son in next time. We're going to use him in practice. <laughs> you know, because obviously he can do a better job than you can. You know, I mean, I'd, I'd be fed up. I'd be completely fed up with this crap. Mm. Wrong attitude. Bad attitude. T.J. Ward. And see, here's the other thing, too. Said that we dominated that team. Here's the other thing, too. You right? scored three points. Here's the other thing. T.J., you're a whole team. It's not just you. Here's the other thing. Yeah. Who's, they're missing. What are they missing? A running game. Well, no. What are they missing in that locker room? Uh, Peyton Manning. Now, I don't know how much Manning, I don't know what kind of leadership he had there, you know? But they're missing veteran leadership if this is all, all this squawking, you know, because somebody's got to. Well, their veteran leaders are the squawkers. I yeah, mean, but somebody's got to step up and say. Keep Tlaib's a veteran leader. Somebody's got to step up and say, shut up and let's play better, mm-hmm. you know? Your yeah. leaders are moaning and groaning. They're setting a bad example for the rest of the team. True. Well, the defense doesn't want to hear what the offense has to say, and the, off- and the defense are the ones making all the noise. Right, right. Well, so I mean, the San- actually- well Sanders isn't. I mean, Sanders is an offense. He's making noise. So I mean, if I'm a defensive it, back on that team, I go to Sanders and I say, "I don't, you shut the bleep up." I, I, the whole team ought to shut up. What is wrong with you? The whole team ought to say, "We lost as a team. We didn't play well." If the offense can't score, it's up to us to stop the other team from scoring. Mm-hmm. Field goals or touchdowns. T.J. Ward had the best quote. He said, "You've got to be in position to make plays, but teams don't even have to throw the ball on us. If they're not in a position to throw, it's hard to get an interception. And even when they run, their running backs have two hands on the ball, so it's hard to make plays against the run. Don't you hate it when you're trying to knock the ball away from a running back and he puts two he hands puts on two the hands ball? on the ball? Isn't that just the worst? Oh, that's awful. Jeez. I mean, don't they know that T.J. Ward is trying to force a fumble here? Oh is it? Would it so so much? to ask a little common courtesy this is unbelievable respect between two humans like what are you talking about this DJ? is unbelievable you know what this goes they put two hands on the ball you know what <laughs> this goes beyond shut up this goes beyond kubiak because i remember an ex a preseason game a couple of years ago where they got smoked preseason they got smoked and you know who gave him a dressing down um, two years ago? Uh, it was two or three years ago. Wes Welker? No. I don't know. Elway. Oh, really? Yeah, so, yeah, You know yeah, what? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what this cries out for. Mm. If I'm John Elway, I go in there. And I give him a piece of my mind. Yeah. I really do. And I, and I basically say, look, you all stunk. Every one of you. <laughs> so stop pointing fingers. And buy a Subaru at one of yeah, my right, fabulous exactly, car, right. car houses. And stop complaining. <laughs> and stop, you know, making excuses. And play better as a football team. Offensive line. Start blocking some people. Mm-hmm. Defensive line. You can't beat. I go to Von I say, you couldn't beat Marcus Cannon? You know? Yeah. I don't give the other team credit here. I just go right in there and I land base them to high heaven. Mm-hmm. And see if it does anything. Yeah. You know? See if it has them shut, finally shut up. I agree. I think it's That's what good. I would do if I was John Elway. Take control of this thing and go in there and give them a piece of your mind. After hearing all this other garbage, that's what I would do. Yeah.
That's Boy, a bad situation. I should there. put myself in charge of the NFL team. I could be. Well, really, I mean, they're you know. I should be a team president. I'd they won. They won the Super Bowl last year. That's just it. They're and they got to, a, they got a defensive back. Saying, they're used to winning and being enabled. And he's a safety. Know? By the way, it's not like it's not like T.J. Ward is just a, a corner. Okay, it's not like he just plays in coverage. He has to come up and stop the run sometimes. And he's literally saying. You know, they don't have to pass on us. They could just run the ball. It's like, well, you're the strong safety. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, no, really, all that stuff. I just come up there and I say, what are you saying? You know, and I just give them a piece of my mind. And, oh, by the way, nice penalty at the end of the game, jackass. Yeah. No, I mean, mean, they've got to take control of their own house, and I think the way to do it is to have the, the the vice president in charge of getting the players go in there and say, look, I put you guys on this team. I can sure as heck take you off it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's up to you, you know? Mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota had six completions, and we still lost. Yeah. You know? That's disgraceful. And what you the way you played last Sunday was disgraceful. That team was ready to be beaten, and you didn't do it. They pushed you around. I, I mean, I go right out. I insult the hell out of them. Yeah. They pushed you around. You know? How did it feel? You got pushed around. Yeah. You got beaten up by the Patriots. <laughs> you know, I go in there and I really play it. I play it up. You got hit. You got knocked out of the game by Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty wouldn't. Harm a butterfly. Devin McCourty's a pretty boy. You let a pretty boy knock you out of the game. These are what John, this is what John Elway would say. This right, is what we're saying. Right, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Devin McCourty's secretly a woman. I know. Yeah. And you let yeah. him hit you. You let him hit you. Right. Um. Yeah. That's. What's your excuse going to be? You thought it was his twin brother? <laughs> you know. I mean, I really insult the hell out of him. Mm. See what it does. See what it does. Probably you know, the playoffs anyway. You know, well, they got a shot. They win these next two games. They got a shot. Yeah, it's up to them. They're probably not going to win these next two games. But but the thing is, it's up to them. I mean, the Broncos that we knew from the start of the season, we thought could win those last. Tom two John games. Elway can run down into that locker room and yell and scream and right. do whatever he wants, unless he turn morphs himself into Terrell Davis or C.J. Anderson. But a lot matter. of look. Well, you know, I disagree with you. Because a lot of this is a mindset now with them. It's clear from those comments. That's their mindset. Yeah. You know, that's that, not yeah. good. That's right. not good. You gotta you gotta nip that in the bud Mindset's right away. That's not good. But they also won the Super Bowl last year just on the strength of their defense and with a running game. I mean right. that was pretty much But it. they can't run the ball now. Now they can't. And they can't protect the quarterback. Mm. So you gotta basically insult your offensive line. You gotta challenge these guys. So maybe they're doing it. You know, who knows? We're, you know, I'm continent apart, uh, country apart. You know, they're all the way on the other side of the country. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're doing. But if I'm Elway and I see all this, I said, oh, no, this isn't happening. By the way, how's Kendall Reyes doing, speaking of the Chiefs? I haven't checked, but he's, you know, I mean, they eased him into a role. And by his second or third week there, he was playing pretty regularly. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Smart move by, by, uh. Reed, getting a guy who knows the division. Yeah. You know, and getting a guy who he knows because he had to face him. Mm, he has, let's see. 
in eight games, 11 tackles, one sack. Yeah, I saw the sack. And seven stuff yards. Yep. <laughs> I saw that sack, boy. Yep. I was there. He was, uh, there was a. He's was questionable it? for this there game was, this weekend. Oh, is he hurt? He's questionable. He's got a knee, I think. See, he's been, that's the one thing about Reyes was he was, until this year, he was an Iron Man. Mm. He played in every game with the Chargers. Yeah. Every single game. Questionable doesn't say with what. All right, we'll see what he does. Or wait, does it? Hold on. Well, they don't have to list it yet. Yeah, it doesn't say what it they're is. They're not they won't. They're not playing until uh they're not playing until um uh when when is it uh Sunday night. Is that the first time there's ever been a Christmas Eve night game? I don't remember that. I remember a Christmas Eve. I don't remember Eve, there ever being a Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve night Eve game. Stuff would be shut down. Yeah. You know? Is this the first time that's ever happened? Um, I don't know. You go back to the merger, so I mean. It used to be, well, I go back to the, you know, days of. Uh, Before that, even. You know, yeah. yeah, no, you know, Leatherheads. In my lifetime, I don't ever remember there being a football game on Christmas. Christmas Eve, I'm sorry. Ever. Right. I don't think that's ever happened. I'm surprised. Christmas Eve, happened. the only game on Christmas Eve would always be that bowl game in Hawaii, which is on again this year. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So I'm surprised that they're playing Christmas Eve night. Usually they play day and they shut it off at, at 7, 8 o'clock. Right. You know? It's one of the more solemn and, you know, nights of the year respected and everything else by all the pro leagues and nobody plays. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve, different story. But, I mean, Christmas Eve, no. Yeah. So I'm surprised they're playing at night. Yeah, they're playing the Broncos and the Chiefs playing that night. And... uh the Monday night game is a good one, too. The Monday night game is a uh, Thanksgiving game that they're playing on Christmas Day. Right. They're playing a Thanksgiving game on Christmas Day, the uh, Cowboys and the Lions. <laughs> kind of like that. Uh, we have to take a break, though. 603-883-9900, the phone number, 883-9900. You can text into the show at 845-827-1250. Uh, I want to get into the Bruins a little bit when we come back. They're at home against the Islanders. And, uh, well, they need to score some goals. That's coming up next. For the best deals in New Hampshire, check out ESPN NH Deals on our website, ESPNNHradio.com. The Patriots play the Jets in New York in a special Saturday Christmas Eve day game. Kickoff is at 1 p.m. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, wishing everyone a happy holiday and inviting you to join me for an afternoon of fun, prizes, and football with Coors Light at the Wild Rover Pub in downtown Manchester. The Rover is a Manchester institution, and it's a great place to watch the Pats. You can order something delicious to eat and wash it down with an ice-cold Coors Light. Cheer on the Pats at the Wild Rover Pub, 21 Kosciuszko Street, downtown Manchester. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit BedfordGreenNH.com. 
Subaru.com. The year-end holiday event is going on now at North End Subaru in Lunenburg. From now until January 3rd, get 0% financing for 63 months on select Subaru models. Make no payments until March and get a $250 gift card just in time for the holidays. Legacy, Impreza, Forester, Outback, over 350 vehicles in stock. You're one click away from great holiday savings at BuyNorthEndSubaru.com. See dealer or go to BuyNorthEndSubaru.com for details. Offer ends January 3rd. Looking for a stylish place to call home? Then you need to check out the brand new apartment homes in Lowell at 24 Merrimack Street. The apartments at 24 Merrimack Street are located in historic downtown Lowell and offer unique apartment living within an historic 19th century building. Residents enjoy brand new interiors and unparalleled lifestyle amenities. Just moments from downtown Lowell's boutique shops, cafes, and entertainment. For more information, please visit 24MerrimackStreet.com. Again, that's 24MerrimackStreet.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Hey, American Express card members, there's never been a better reason to get out and shop small in your neighborhood. Because now, through December 31st, you could earn two times your rewards when you shop small with an enrolled American Express card. Learn more and enroll your eligible card today at AmericanExpress.com slash shopsmalloffer. It always feels two times as good to support local stores, and now it's two times as rewarding. Prepaid and corporate cards, cards issued by other financial institutions. The Plum Card and certain other cards are not eligible. Reward cap and other terms apply. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's a curious how everybody melts yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4 here on ESPN New Hampshire. For the best deals around and 50% off, visit ESPNNHradio.com and click on Deals. ESPN New Hampshire streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Good to have you with us here today. We are talking about the Celtics a little while ago. The Bruins are back at it tonight as well. Uh, they're trying to close out this homestand, which has gone surprisingly well for, as far as homestands go for this team. They almost beat Anaheim. Oh, that, I don't think that was good. They should have beaten Anaheim. They should have beat Anaheim. Uh, they did beat L.A., and now they got the Islanders, a team that's uh, doing a lot worse than they are. The Islanders are 11-14-6 this year. You need to win that game yeah, to make it a good to. homestand. You really do. If you lose to the Islanders, then you've lost to An- Anaheim, which is, you know, 16-11 right now, 17-11, 39 points. They've lost five in a row. So Anaheim's got more points than they're you They're in do. last place in the Eastern Conference. Right. This is a team you you got to kick them while they're down. Mm-hmm. Their coach is and probably. When you do that with skates on, it can get pretty ugly. It can get pretty ugly. I know. Yeah. 
You know, but but still, they're tough. They're hockey players. They don't care. They can stand it. But you, you know, their eleven. You know, their coach is probably Capuano is probably close to getting the axe, or or you know, well, I I, see, I don't agree with that, but I mean, maybe he is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think in hockey, it's always you, you know, team doesn't play as well as they're supposed to play, and the response is always fire the coach. I don't think that always works. Um, but. You know, this is a game. Bruins you, have you, a bottom five offense. But you don't have, well, you don't have your star. Your star is not playing. Yeah, and now he's out for what's going to be at least two more games, right? Now, elbow surgery. should. I'm, I'm surprised elbow surgery is only two more games. They said it was going to be three games. I'm surprised. Elbow surgery. That yeah. seems like a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, it sure does. You better have that thing padded when he comes back. That's for sure. Yeah. And the thing is, is you know where hockey players don't like to give away where their injuries are. They don't want to get hit. Right. Everybody knows now it's the elbow. What do you think the other teams are going to do with this kid? A little tappy-tap. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, excuse me. Bonk. <laughs> you know? How's that elbow feel? Ah! Actually, it's the other elbow. Ah! Ah! <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they know he's not going to use that elbow. Mm. Uh, so that's Frank Petrano was recalled from his conditioning assignment. Uh, he had foot surgery. <coughs> but he's not going to be active tonight. Which is a bummer. See, the Bruins have a chance to take advantage of some things here mm-hmm. as the season goes on. Because if you don't make the playoffs, that means someone else made it ahead of you that probably you could supplant this year. Yeah. Somebody from last year's playoff group is going to need to miss the playoffs for you to make it. You know? Yeah. So, who's not doing well that was in last year's playoff? Islanders. That's one. Mm-hmm. Chance to get keep them down. I mean, they're really they're they really are. spiraling out of control. Here. And I'll give you another team that's not doing that great that made the playoffs last year. Detroit? Um, well, yeah. Yeah, to some extent. Yeah, they are. Yeah, because they're 500. Yeah, but right around with, De- right with Detroit. Same group. Tampa. Mm. 15 and 14. Yeah, Florida, too. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Florida. So you got three or you got four teams. Right. Four teams right there <laughs> right. <laughs> that didn't make the playoffs last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you got Montreal. They made it. Did Ottawa make it last year? Montreal didn't make it last year. I mean, they didn't make it. Yeah. They didn't make it. Did Ottawa make it last year? I don't remember. All right. Ottawa did not. Columbus didn't make it last year. I know that. No, Columbus did not. They were the worst. Right. Uh, no, they were the second worst team after Toronto. Right. Okay. So you got the playoff two. teams last year were Florida, Tampa, Detroit, Washington, Pittsburgh, Rangers, Islanders, Flyers. Okay. So four of those teams right now are in tough. Sh- are in, you know they're not doing so hot, right? So you got to be one of the teams that takes their spot. Montreal is one of those teams that's trying to take their spot. Mm-hmm. Ottawa is one of those teams that can take their spot. So there's three of you. Columbus. And Columbus is the fourth. Yep. Otherwise, Washington, the Rangers, the Penguins are all okay. You know? You guys are all okay. Yep, you're all okay. Um, Downtown. Assuming that this is not just a three-day thing with David Posternock, though, Tom. How are the Bruins supposed to, you know, I mean, they already have one of the, with him, 
in the lineup. One of the worst offenses. They have one of the worst offenses on a scoring base. I mean, they're 27th. You got to be gritty. You got to get those tough goals. You got to bump and grind. And you can get some of those goals, but you don't win. You can't win every game. And you got to get a lot from two players, Bergeron and, and Marsha. Yeah, you certainly need a lot more from Bergeron. Yeah, no sure. kidding. And part of me thinks that law of averages, unless he's just finished, but I don't want to. I don't like thinking that. Law of averages say that he's got to pick it up at some point, unless there's something really wrong with him physically. That's the other Which is question. What I sort of hope that that's the other the question. Case. When a guy doesn't do what he normally does, you, you got to think that there's something, you know, physically, uh, physically wrong. Yeah. But they can't depend on, you know, I mean, they depend on, you know, they've got guys like Moore and our own Tim Schaller who played above what they were expected to play. So Vitrano could really help them overall mm-hmm. once he gets healthy and gets back. The thing I liked about the fact that you got Pasternak is you've got a young you got a young star. Yeah. In the making. You got a star. In the yeah. making. He's fun to watch. He does things. But now, as his el- and I don't know how he hurt his elbow, but now he's got a target on his back. Mm-hmm. You know, injury aside. Right. Teams know. Target on his elbow. Yeah. Well, he's got a target on his back, period. Yeah. Injury aside. Teams know now this is the guy. You take down this guy. You have to deal with Marshawn here and there, but you take down this guy or keep him out of keep him out of things. Don't let him beat you. Yeah, you know when you take Pasternak off the first line, which they did last week, they dropped him to the second line. Right. Uh, Let's spread it around. Yeah, <laughs> when you took him off the first line, that left uh, Marshand, who leads the team in points with twenty-seven, nine goals, eighteen assists, and. Uh, Bergeron, who has nine points total, mm. 13 goals, 23 assists. And then you took a 19-goal and seven-assist guy and were forced to sub him out with a one-goal, four-assist guy in Riley Nash, who was in minus two. And who's one of the young players that doesn't seem to be quite coming along at the pace that maybe they'd hoped. Uh, Ryan Spooner and Krejci. I thought might turn into something a little bit there, but they don't seem to, even with Bacchus down in that line now, I don't see really much going on with them. Here's the thing now, right? Take a look at what The only got. line I like is the fourth line with Moore. I mean, yeah, no, well, Moore's a good player. Yeah. He's 36, so not a lot of teams were after him. So, in the old days, Bergeron and or Krejci, would be watching a game, just one game, from the ninth floor. Mm. Feeling 100% healthy. Or as healthy as they've been to play. Able to play. They would be able to play, and they would be watching a game from the ninth floor. Because that was always the the Bruins' way. Doesn't seem to be the Bruins' way right now. No. But maybe it should be. Maybe. See, I'm looking at tough love today, aren't I? (laughs) Elway and, and, and dropping the hammer on the Bruins. Seriously. Yep. Bruins have played 33 games. Nine points in 33 games? He's on pace for about 22 points. For Bergeron, that's, 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 he's got to be something wrong with him. Yeah. Remember, he was hurt at the start of the year. Remember that? Yeah. And he also played in that stupid thing. Right. The uh, uh, Canada Cup or whatever, the World Cup, whatever they call it. He's on pace for 11 goals and 13 assists, 24 points. A 24-point season. Points. Yeah. 
Patrice Bergeron usually averages about that many goals. Right. And that's the amount of points we're looking at here. He had more points than that in the strike year. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, come on. There's something. I hope there's something wrong. This is a guy who's had a long career. He came up when he was very young. He's been in the league for 12 seasons. This is his, I think this will be his 13th. Right. And you add in all the playoffs and everything. I mean, that's a, that's a lot. And all the injuries and the punctured lungs and everything else. Oh, my God. You know, the guy has been up there, you know, in front of his locker. I can remember many times interviewing him in front of his locker with the crowd. And he's talking, and you can see he's barely getting the words out. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he banged up. But yeah, nine points in 33 games on pace for under 25 points. I mean, that's – that you don't take that lightly. That's that's something – there's something wrong. Yeah. Okay, there's something wrong there, and that's something that they've got to address and figure out. They're keeping that kind of under wraps. You haven't seen a lot a lot on that, you know? No, you haven't. You know? Probably because it's all attributed to injury. That's my guess. He's missed – and he missed time after that, too, right? I mean, he's, he's been in and out of the lineup all season long. Something's, yeah. wrong. Something's wrong. Yeah, hopefully whatever it is, they deal with it, or they just stop throwing him out there every night if there's something wrong with him. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Sit him out. Yeah. He's not. So it's Krejci's excuse. Krejci's having a better year than Bergeron. Right, right. But he's still not. What we thought he would be two no, years ago, three years ago. He started falling off last year, too, though, really. <laughs> right, I mean, exactly. I know. This has been a gradual downturn with him, <laughs> which is too bad. But, I mean, here's another guy, 30 years old, you know, came into the league. This is his 11th season, I think. Yep. You know, and this is this is the NHL now. Guys, it's, you're getting younger and younger. And guys who can't keep up and who are sort of known for getting back and playing good de- – and, and, Krejci's not that necessarily, and neither is Bergeron. That's not being fair to Bergeron either, but those type of players, when they get older, start becoming more of that and less of, you know, less able to, to sort of hang with the younger players. Right. And I wonder if maybe there's a little bit of that going on here too. You know, maybe it's not just an injury. Maybe it's the game starting to pass some of these guys by. That happens. Shouldn't uh, That shouldn't happen to Krejci. How old is he? 30. Nah, he's got to be able to hang with – he should be able to have Bergeron is probably what, thirty two? Or is he is he the same age as Krejci? Bergeron is uh thirty one. Thirty one, I was close. Yeah. So, so you it look doesn't at really it, matter how old you see, are. Well, it does. It does in a way, because you look because it what what it what matters how old you are is when you get hurt, it takes you longer to come back. Yeah. And you might not come back the same way. Bergeron's played 200 more career games than Krejci has. Yeah, it's, Krejci's got no excuse in my mind. Yeah. You know, Bergeron. He's gotten hurt a lot. I mean, it's, Bergeron's gotten beaten up, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but it's clear the Bruins aren't getting what, you know, they're not getting, look, they don't have the 2011 Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci. They don't have that right now. And yeah. everybody's got to get, you know, get to realize that fact, including management. The future of this team with guys like Vitrano and, and, and Pasternak. Yeah. Well, so, Pasternak, definitely. Oh, yeah. Vitrano, I mean, this is a great opportunity for him. This to is it. It looked like he was going to be something. So You know, see if he can right. pick up the slack a little bit while his other young teammate's gone. Uh, we got to take a break. 603-883-9900. The phone number, 883-9900. Quick break. We'll be right back after this here. Final hour coming up on Christian and King. 
ESPNNHradio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcasts, and all the breaking sports news.